This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Backpacking and Blisters podcast, everybody. I've got with me, uh, co-hosted with me today is a YouTuber, podcaster, Boy Scout leader, driver of long distances without getting any tickets, Andy Parrish. How's it going today? Huh, doing pretty well. And, uh, you know, it's great to be here, Carl. You know, Carl Mandrioli is famous for his sayings. You know, before criticizing another person, it's wise to walk a mile in their shoe. That way, <laughs> if they don't like your criticism, you're a mile away and you've got their shoes. <laughs> and you've got their shoes. <laughs> That's right. Get me for the same size, though. Otherwise, blisters, cosmic well, blisters there. They're not chasing you in bare feet. So, you That's know, you're, you're one up there. You can throw them off a cliff. You're good. Just, well, pack <laughs> them out. Them you know, leave no trace, right? Yeah, right. That sounds like what you want to do if there's like a bear chasing you. Just grab their shoes and toss them off the Run. cliff. Run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you exactly. Win. Get the head start. Uh, hey, really appreciate you joining the show and co-hosting with me today while, while Derek's out and about uh, shopping at Costco or doing whatever he does. So, um, all right. So for those of us that don't aren't familiar with your content, like what, like who are you? What's your content all about? Give it to us. Uh, world famous. So from like yes. podcasting standpoint, there's like Joe Rogan, you know, <laughs> you guys, you know, and, and then and then like a thousand more than me. No. Okay. Uh, we're, we're actually ahead of Joe Rogan at this point, <laughs> to be honest. That's that's impressive. Um, Andy Parish Outdoors on YouTube. Um, I do all kinds of uh, trip videos, tips and tricks, uh, a lot of educational stuff. Uh, I've kind of got my start um, in the scouting community. So started working with teenagers that were wanting to get into the outdoors, never been into the outdoors before, mm -hmm. uh, teaching them, you know, um, and then I found there was, there was really an issue with not having a lot of great, um, content out there for people that just wanted to come from that environment. You know, what right. kind of gear, what, you know, we're going to summer camp, we're going to Philmont in New Mexico, we're doing two weeks, you know, what kind of gear. So I really started building out things, um, uh, that, catered to that environment and then it just 
it kind of blew up from there. So I've, I've done okay. trips to boundary waters and Colorado and, you know, smoky mountains and all over the place and, and just have a blast. So wait a second. So if you're targeting, you know, people that are new to backpacking, but also teenagers, cause there's not a lot of content, like, are yeah. you using like teenage slang and stuff on your videos? Uh, me? No, I'm, I'm not trying to pull that off because it, it would just look like <laughs> and that's, that's what I'm getting as I would probably enjoy that, but yeah, I'm not so good with the, I don't know. Like I was throwing around the word, um, sussy this past year as a teacher. Sussy. Yeah. Like, Hey, is that sussy? And the kids thought that that was funny. So yeah, that means suspect. That's suspect Sus for those of you that are not around kids. So that's looking sussy. Anyway, there you go. Who's to say you can't learn something from the podcast, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, and speaking of kind of taking teenagers out, you recently went on a backpacking trip uh, here in Colorado. And yep. strangely, you were in Lost Creek Wilderness the same time I was there. Yep. We didn't cross paths. We were on different trails. It's a pretty large wilderness area. And so I think that's going to kind of play out with our topic today. But I also want to ask you some specific things about kind of the gear that might have worked and failed. So we'll get to that um, later on in the episode. But today we've got how to bring or be a new backpacker. Yeah. How to bring or be. So this should hit hopefully everybody. The only person I think it doesn't hit is the person who's going solo and wants to keep themselves and never wants to invite anybody. So yeah. that person, I don't know, like, well, they're out there. I mean, that, that type of person, you, you might be getting into the wilderness cause you want a little solitude. So right. I get that. I get that from time to time. And I love doing the solo trips. And I think there's something that you get that's unique about those, but you know, getting out in a group, being a little more social. Um, I, I really enjoy watching people for the first time, you know, hit the mountaintop, right. see the views, the vistas, all that stuff. Um, you know, make the big climbs mm -hmm. and they hate it during the climb, but they love it when it's, when it's all done. So, right. uh, there's something rewarding about that too. There is. And, and yeah, so I, and I think the, hopefully for the folks that maybe go solo, like we'll still talk about some tips and tricks for sure. Um, but if yeah. you're an experienced soloist, like maybe we'll inspire you to invite some new folks because it is fun to introduce people to backpacking. And I've done that a lot. And it sounds like you've done that a lot too. And it sounds like we're on the same page with going with other folks. Like if you're, I mean, you had a 15 person strong group, yeah, in Colorado. I was with twelve, and I love the big groups, and I love just yeah the variety of folks I can talk to. So big age range for for your group. Yeah, because I took. I mean, we had like three different families. So we had who's the youngest? How old were they? They were like it was like a ten year old, I guess, was the youngest. Um, oh wow! Yeah, all the okay. way up to, to our mid forties. So all right, so we each came up with three. You you came up with more than three. Yeah, it's it's hard paring down. It always is. I do these lists of like, oh, my top five choices for this, and yeah. it's like 12, and I have to weed it out. So we're doing that on the fly as we go. We are. I'll go first. That way you can kind of see how I'm structuring mine, and if yeah, yours are structured you differently, like that's fine. We'll, you we'll set the bar low. <laughs> we'll, we'll bounce around. Okay. Um, so this is like common mistake number one, and I think I've made this, if, I think I've made this a few times. I definitely made this with, um, with my buddy Derek here is if you're inviting somebody along or if you're planning your first trip, pick an easier trip. Oh, yeah. With, okay, so that, that yeah. could hit a lot of things. Lower yeah. mileage, lower elevation gain, easier terrain, um, not during like the winter time when you've just had a heavy snow. And I, like I just think that it's okay to like ease somebody into something. And there, so here's, here's where people get like they have a hard time is like if there's somebody that is an athlete that's – very good at their sport and they're 
you know, like for example, we brought an ultra runner along on one trip and it was a challenging trip, but it was one of his first trips. And so you're thinking, okay, this guy runs hundred mile trail races. Right. Like how stinking easy is this backpacking trip? I think it was like day two towards the beginning. We were taking gear out of his pack because he just hadn't trained with a heavy pack. He, he was yeah. tearing up his feet with blisters. He just didn't know how to prepare specifically for a backpacking trip. And he was just, he was like a newbie and that's fine. And so I made that mistake with him pick an easier trip. Sounds like you agree with that one. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually one of the ones, the extra, so I'm crossing that one off. I'm not going to use it. Okay. We're not, that, one, <laughs> that was on that your list, used. but that was on, on my list. Okay. And, and I've kind of got two, one for geared towards the people that are, are taking people out into the wilderness that it's, you know, they're the veteran taking a newbie that's on my list for that veteran. Make an easy, um, you know, for the, the veteran, it was lighten the load. That was kind of the theme that I use. Okay. So, make it easy on them, choose an easy route, um, that fits their capabilities, the length of time, the mileage, right. the vertical, the altitude, all, all that stuff plays in. So, um, a lot of newbies might not consider all those different factors. So totally agree with that. Um, yeah. And you know, where it gets really bad is if you're talking like a spouse or like girlfriend, boyfriend, you're talking like you invite somebody like that and then you make it too hard on them. Like, like that's like long-term uh, negative effects right yeah. there. Yeah, well, and I always I always have the kind of viewpoint that I want them to actually do it again. Right. Or want to do it again. Right. So if I make it so brutal, um, you know, I have a great time, but it's miserable for them. They're never doing it again. Yeah. So make it a little little easier for them. I, I totally get that. So let me then flip on the other side and take from the point of view of of the newbie. Okay. Okay. Since that's a that's a great idea for it is okay. Okay. Yeah. And just to clarify, so, so it is, it is, but it's also the newbie. Sometimes newbies will go on their own or, or their plan. We have a lot that listen to our show that they're like trying to oh, figure yeah. things out and they will be overly aggressive with their planning. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Well, and on, on that, I'd also say the other thing that I give advice for or, or tip is go somewhere close. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of people that have, you know, these grandiose visions. I, I'm going to drive three States away and, I'm going to go into this ultra remote wilderness and they're newer mm. and something goes wrong or it doesn't go exactly to plan right. and they have to kind of adapt on the fly. Sometimes it's easy if, you know, I'm driving a half an hour from my house. It's an area that I'm very familiar with. That's kind of how I got into it mm. actually is, is about an hour away and, and you camp and it's simple and it's familiar and it's, if you have to bail, you know, it, you're, you're not driving three states home. Right, so right. that's kind of, I totally agree with that. Okay. I will say, I will say that just like from, you know, having this podcast for years, the issue that I've seen more, not even just new people, but with veteran hikers is a lot of people are kind of afraid to get out of their, their comfort zones. Like they have a couple areas or maybe even just one area yeah. they go to. And the thought of like going states away mm. or going to a new area is very yeah. daunting to them. And, um, I think like some of the folks have actually told me that on our Patreon trips where they're just like, well, you're setting it all up. So all we got to do is show up. So we know that the trip's planned. We know that, you know, some of these details are taken care of, but it's, it's like scary for them. Have you experienced that? Um, I have, uh, you know, I think there's always a little bit of fear with, with the unknown, you know, so mm -hmm. trying to alleviate some of those stressors or, or nerves is a big part of it as uh, being a leader, you know, leading a group like that. So we'll, We'll start with normally kind of a tiered system where, hey, the the first time we might do, uh, especially with with teenagers and whatnot, we're camping in the backyard. 
you know, we're testing mm. all the gear out. We're doing that kind of thing that the next time we're, we're going an hour away, we're doing an overnight with a little bit of a hike and some mileage. And then the next one, Hey, we're going to red river gorge or we're going right. somewhere else. That's more spectacular. And we're going to do two nights and a little longer loop. So you, you kind of have this, um, way of alleviating some of that because they get some experience. Um, okay. Right. I know how to, tear down camp. I know how to put stuff up in the rain. Oh, now I know how to, you know, hike four miles into the campsite and four miles out on relatively flat. Okay. Now we're going to some elevation and you, and you kind of build them up. And I find that when you do that kind of gradual approach, they're a lot less nervous. They enjoy it a little bit more and they have a better understanding of what's coming down the road. You know what you're telling you might be better with me <laughs> than this. <laughs> I'm like, we we don't camp in the backyard. Like the kids always want to sleep on the trampoline and then they they can't come in late at night because they realize there's like no insulation down below. And well, the, see, they're learning valuable uh, lesson just being in the backyard. Uh, we yeah. need a, an insulated sleeping pad. We need some sleeping bags. Right. We don't like getting bitten up by the mosquitoes. So maybe we need a bug net, you know, a tent with a rain fly. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. FYI, uh, trampolines don't have any R value. No. Just, yeah. <laughs> parent tip for free right there okay so you you kind of like reacted to mine was it did, did we hit on one of yours or, or well we, we did actually okay. so so my the first one i would say um that i always tell people is um you never want to try out your gear on the trail okay so you're you're testing it in the backyard you're you might be sleeping in your sleeping bag you might be putting the tent up and sleeping outside it's funny every time if i get a new tent and i put it up in the backyard my kids are instantly like hey dad can we sleep in the backyard so uh, I'm usually not short for enthusiasm, mm -hmm. but I, I do encourage that kind of thing. You know, put, put, uh, tear down your tent, uh, pack your pack. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times people think this is strange, but walk around your neighborhood with your pack on. Can you, mm. can you walk up and down the, you know, the bicycle trail for two miles and it doesn't dig into your shoulders or your hips right. or that kind of thing. So testing out your gear ahead of time. I find saves a lot of issues on trail where, where people are often, unfortunately pulling out things for the very first time and, and asking me, Hey, do you, do you know how to set up this kind of tent? Mm -hmm. uh, and I have to kind of figure it out on the fly. Right. So that's the, type of the thing I'd love to see them do ahead of time. For sure. So what would you say to like, you talked about like testing your backpack out, walking around the neighborhood. I've definitely done that. What would be your thoughts on testing out your backpack or just simply training while going to the grocery store, you got, you got your pack on inside the grocery store. You're walking around. What do you think? Are you using it to like, as your shopping cart? Are you like no. putting like uh, tomatoes and pineapple <laughs> and stuff like that? Bag of rice, you know, that'd probably be a good one. I think at that point, security is going to like stop you. Yeah. Like, uh, you got to buy that. But, um, uh, you're hiding a bunch of stuff in there. Yes. Well, you could fit a lot of cliff bars, I'm sure in, in the back of that pack and, and weight it down, but they, they'd probably look the other way. Yeah. Uh, I've never thought of doing it in the grocery store. Okay. Um, but I have done it, uh, at the gym. Okay. Um, you, you get some looks a little bit with that, but especially in, in flatland, Indiana out mm. here where we're at like 600 feet, you know, altitude and you're trying to train for right. like a trip out to Colorado there's not a lot of vertical here. Mm -hmm. So there's like two places in the entire state and you know, I've been to both of them and they're not that great. So, okay. uh, I get on the treadmill at the gym and, uh, load my pack up and mm. just put it on incline. And as f fun as that is, I, I walk for 45 minutes or an hour. So, okay. So you're, so when you say you put your pack on the gym, you're not talking about like bench press, like you're not no. 
like We're laying not. down with your pack on, trying to bench, trying to use your pack to thrust the weight up faster. Yeah, I, okay. I just curls with the pack. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just checking. My sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my number two is um, give them a gear list, but keep it to the basics. Keep it to the essentials. All right. You want them to, you know, obviously, like, if they're new, you might lend them some gear. They might bring some of their own gear. It's okay if it's not the best gear, but just try to keep it as simple as possible so they're not overwhelmed by your massive, extensive, bullet-pointed gear list. (laughs) The example I have is actually somebody who tried to figure out the gear list on their own. Uh, This is somebody who's from my church. I went on a church trip last summer, which is a whole other story. But he, he, like, tried to get ahead of the game. And so he went online and watched like famous YouTubers like Dan Becker and he probably watched your channel too trying to figure everything out. And he watches these channels and you know, the YouTubers come on, they're like top 10 like gadgets of 2023 or whatever. Top 10 like doodads. And so he's like, oh, I can inflate my sleeping pad easily. I can bring this little, you know, knife. I can bring this little thing. And by the time he was done buying all of that stuff, like he had, I think he had one of the heaviest packs of the entire group. And he was one of the most prepared people in terms of like trying to get backpack knowledge. But as a result, like he obviously really struggled. So keep it simple, folks. Yeah. Was he listening to your podcast? No, no. I kind of do dad's one. Right? <laughs> I did a do dad's one. A couple of those. Yeah. I remember hearing that. Yeah. That would have been future from last <laughs> summer. So he didn't, yeah, he wasn't time traveling, but um, no, I kept, I was on the down low. I wasn't like, Hey guys, I've got a podcast. I know more than you. I, I didn't do that. Even though like I wanted to, but yeah, you know how you, when your pride takes over. No, I wasn't that guy. I was just like, Hey, I'm happy to help out. What, what do you guys need? I have any piece of gear you need. Um, I have advice like this is probably a bad idea, but like you guys are in charge. So I'm not going to, you know, like, like try to create a trip mutiny yeah. or anything. Yeah. I, I think that's probably good advice. Um, I, I did the exact opposite on the last trip. Um, and it kind of bit okay. me a little bit, uh, printed off the, uh, mm. backpacking list from REI. If you haven't seen that, go look okay. it up. It's like extensive. If you packed everything that was on that list, like you're ready to go to Antarctica or something, it's it's just a lot. <laughs> so I handed that out. Okay. And I handed that to to one of the scout leaders and said, "Oh, you know, this is a lot of stuff on here, but there's some stuff that's worthwhile." I later had to go back and kind of eat my words and say, "Let me actually cross off all the ones that absolutely don't <laughs> apply to this. Like we don't need." revised yeah. list. Let's tear yeah. this down a little bit because it was more like okay. you all seasons. It was like, oh, if you're going in deep yeah. winter, if you're going in, you know, 90 degree heat in the southeast or you know, there was oh, everything. Gotcha. So I looked at that okay. and said, we're going to Colorado. It's a little more specific. Yeah. Let's pair that down. Sorry about that. Yeah. Dang it, REI. You, you foiled me for the last time. But if you're, you know, a company that sells doodads and gadgets and all that stuff, you want to put everything on the list. So uh, you'd right. be totally prepared if you had that list, but it would be a 75. Kind of, yeah. You know, they could, oh, come on, they could make multiple lists. This is your summer list. This is your winter list. This is your Antarctica list, whatever. They could, they could, or you could just check out our content and all that stuff's on there. To be honest, from what I, from what I've heard that extensive RAI list, I, I've heard like that could be still like a pared down version of what the actual Boy Scout list is. Oh, good God. Uh, you're not kidding. Um, <laughs> so they send out a handbook for yeah. Philmont in New Mexico. You know, it's a specific 
you know, conditions that you're preparing for, but the list, and they even tell you, which, you know, shame on them a little bit for that, but they tell you, you know, you don't necessarily need everything on the list, you know, but then it just okay. goes through and lists all this stuff. So right. a lot of times we're getting parents and teenagers that they're doing this for the first time. And, right. and how do they know, you know, and I feel for all the people out there that are listening that, Hey, I'm new to this. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's actually needed and not needed and sort through all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I totally get, it can be a challenge. And when somebody puts together a massive list like that, um, you know, people are going to show up with every item on that list. Unfortunately. Right. And if you have, if you, if you say something like you don't necessarily need everything, like, you know, are there optional items? Like, how do you know what you don't need? Like, are, you're going to have somebody showing up like, well, you know, do I even need a backpack? Can I just bring like a large duffel and get away with that? Like, it's not, you know, you want to make it as, as clear as possible. That's why I would just say simplify it. So, yeah, uh, long story short, just like keep it to the basics, keep it to the 10 essentials uh, for, the, for the most part and whatever else, like, you know, you might need. You can, if you're the, the planner, you can help out with the bigger, like the group gear type items. So, yeah. All right, what's your next one? So it dovetails right into that, which is go with somebody more experienced than yourself. If, if okay. you're a newer hiker, the way that you sort through that gargantuan list of just garbage gook is go with somebody who's <laughs> done it before and can help right. you pare that list down. That right. was so useful for me when I was first getting into this, was trying to find people that um, had done it before. And sometimes that may be a challenge depending on where you live of finding people that are outdoorsy and backpacking. And then I'm, you know, what do I do? Just walk up to strangers and say, Hey, can you go through my list of gear? You know, you know that's maybe not reasonable, right. but is, is trying, yeah, how do you find, so if, if, if you live in a place, it's not like big time in backpacking. I've definitely lived in those places multiple times in my life as an experienced person. I'm inviting people. I'm, I'm bringing people into the fold, so to speak. But if I'm new and nobody is into this thing, like, do you have any tips for that? Yeah, I, there's different things. So, you know, even places like REI, there's mm -hmm. going to be other tour companies that actually put together, you know, Patreon trips or whatnot, right. where somebody's doing the planning so, uh, for the, the routing, the cooking that can help you with the gear, all of that sort of thing. Right. Um, you're going to have different clubs in certain areas. I know here in Indianapolis, in central Indiana, there, there's a big um, outdoorsy club that does everything from educational classes, you know, during their meetings, uh, to coordinating trips all over the country. They're doing canoe trips in Minnesota to backpacking trips in Colorado and in Banff and in, mm -hmm. you know, the Smoky Mountains all over the place. So, you know, those are great resources where there might be, you know, 150 people in a club and you get together and, hey, we're teaching a backpacking 101 class, mm -hmm. you know, go check something like that out. And the other thing that I, I point towards people is, is social media. There, there's a ton, especially if you look in like some of the Facebook groups. Right, um, exactly. If you're looking at certain areas or certain treks, um, you can find a, a wealth of information of, of both people and knowledge on on where you may be heading. I think that's, yeah, that's good. So. Um, I, yeah, I would agree with everything you said there. I think, yeah, we actually offer the Patreon trips too, which, which for the most part, like depending upon fitness level a lot of times, can be conducive to kind of the newer backpacker. I have been throwing around an idea. I'd be curious to get your feedback on this of doing a Patreon trip next year. So 2024, where it's like specifically for new backpackers, where we're going to carve out the first part of the day, not even start hiking, just kind of going through gear, making sure people understand like how to use everything and maybe do a little bit of skills, have time in camp to make sure people like know how to use their stove, 
can make a fire if fires are loud like this and that. It's going to take, it's going to be a massive effort. And I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not sure the demand is for that. Like, what's your opinion on that? Well, do you end with like, you, you fly them out into the middle of the wilderness and you drop them off and it's like Survivor? Oh, it's like reality TV or alone. And you just yeah. see how many survive? Hunger Games? Yeah, I would I would do that with a camera person for sure and make a YouTube video. <laughs> I, I think you'd be surprised how many people probably would be interested in in the beginner stuff. I've come across different groups while I'm out on trail that are, mm -hmm. hey, there's there's two guides. You know, they're you can tell they're doing all the routing, they're carrying all the food and the cooking. And there's right. three to five people that are, you know, there for the views and the hike and and learning. Um, mm -hmm. so I think there's, there's that. And then I, you know, just uh, being hit up by different people through social media. Like, I love that video. You were talking about how to go do this. Have you ever thought mm. of taking groups out? You know, so I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you get a lot of that, but. Well, I don't now because I'm taking groups out. <laughs> like I'm already doing it, Yeah, but it's not specific to like, I, I thought about one doing, like I said, specific to the new people. And like, cause if you, I mean, you're talking about, if you go to REI, you, you, you want to hire, you want to go on like a guided trip. I think yeah. last time I checked, like most guided trips, you're talking entry level $1,300. So um, I'll tell you what, folks, if you, if you're a new, newer backpacker and what this, if this idea is interesting to you, reach out, let me know. I'm not saying you're committing to anything just so I get a sense of like, if this is an interesting thing. Okay. My last one, here we go. This is something that I am guilty of even not just with the newer backpackers, but with experienced backpackers. I'm trying my best to get away, away from this is don't just do everything for somebody. Or if you're the new backpacker, make sure you're not having it done for you. So as I just suggested with how I would structure the newer, you know, like a kind of an intro trip, like make sure that if you're bringing the new person that you're teaching them how to do some of the basics, whether it's setting up a tent, starting a fire, using a stove. Um, if they know some of those basics, make sure that they have some sort of a task they're responsible for, some way that they're contributing. Like really... I view group trips as like, you know, you're on a team and everybody has some sort of contribution. So give them a job. And I've been guilty in the past of just like trying to make the trip the most efficient possible. So people are struggling, people are tired, whatever, like all take those tasks on all like specifically the water filtration. Yeah. And so I end up doing a lot of that. And then I realized that by the end of the trip, like I've done tasks for everybody. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody's even like... Sometimes they're not even aware that yeah. I've done the tasks yeah, for no. them. And then yeah. I, I'm just like, okay, I was just working hard to make the trip as efficient and like enjoyable as possible, but it made it less enjoyable for me as a result. Yeah. And, and I think they might be missing out just on the opportunity to be closer to do those trips on their own, you know? So giving right, them the opportunity right. to learn how to cook on trail to, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's just fire safety and things like that. If you're in an area where you're allowed to have fires and, and making sure things are put out and, you know, all those kind of basic things that we may take for granted because we've done it so many times, you know, filtering water, you know, is, is a big part of it. You know, just getting camp set up. I've even seen groups where it looked like, you know, um, oh gosh, there was one that was really cool that looked like it was a, a, like a rafting crew that was coming down river and it looked like there was a separate boat of just gear and they were, they were like right. all the food, all the tents, everything we're going to go down downstream and set up camp. And when you guys show up, you know, we're going to have dinner, you know? And I was like, well, that's mm. pretty luxurious and that's probably pretty awesome. <laughs> it's but, uh, yeah, you know, they might not be picking up a whole lot on that kind of setup, but who's to right. say I, I still wouldn't like to do that kind of river trip. So oh, I, don't, I don't know if I could, I don't yeah, know. I, 
it's almost, it's like a borderline going yeah. on a cruise, right? Where <laughs> River you're just cruise. Like, and you're just like, hey, I'm just along for the ride. Very true. So, yeah, I don't know if that's my my style. I like the adventure side of things for sure and being responsible for yeah. things. But the one caveat I'll say with that one is I always feel like, especially with a group of guys, like there's always the one guy that like you're like, okay, it's your turn to use whatever the stove. Let me show you how to use a stove. And then you teach the person but there's like a 50% chance they're going to break oh, the yeah. stove, right? Even if it's like a hard to break stove, like at some point you might just say, I'll just do this for yeah. you. Like, I don't want you to break my, like, I don't want you to bend the pole of the tent the wrong way or, you know what I'm saying? You've got the BRS uh, <laughs> 3000 and, uh, you know, uh, you're going to bend, yeah. bend that. Yeah. We had uh, we had a dad that brought the um, MSR whisper light stove. I don't know if you ever used that with the white gas. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're fun. Um, but I'm not sure that I'm, you know, letting the 14 year old cook dinner, um, who's never used it before. So, uh, that was one that was like, I'm going to kind of watch over this and, uh, I'll show you how to do it, but I'm still going to be in control of it. We, we saw that on our trip. Well, I mean, even as an adult, I've like lit things on fire with oh, yeah. stove. Like I think yeah. I lit like a pic- I picked a bench on fire. I wasn't even backpacking; I was just ca- car camping. Like you put, you know, you try to like prime yeah. it, and too much fluid comes out, and then it goes it everywhere. Ignites so. and yeah, you're waiting until yeah. it all dies down. Absolutely, <laughs> right. it's, it's entertaining. It's interesting. <laughs> right, right. Okay, right. what's your next one? Uh, so on the, on the flip side of that, this one is. Um, I'm still a big fan, especially with people that are out there for the first time. Bring something that's um, luxurious. Something. Mm, okay? okay. Now that may be not everything. Not, not everything. everything. Like you may you may have right. one thing, and I like to do it if I'm the if I'm the leader, uh, the veteran mm-hmm. that's going out with a with a bunch of uh, you know new hikers, new backpackers. A lot of times I will bring a luxury item as a surprise. And a lot of times it'll be a treat. So depending on the crowd okay. that I'm going with, it might be um, something like I'm bringing s'mores. You know, I'm, I'm bringing, mm. I don't bring that backpacking myself. Uh, but mm. when I took my 10 year old daughter, you know, two years ago uh, for her very first backpacking trip, I, I stuffed s'mores in the backpack. She had no idea it was coming and we got to camp and mm. hey, let's do a campfire and do s'mores. And that was probably one of the biggest things that she remembered about the entire trip was those little kind of details that I would never do for myself on trail, but I think it's right. really neat to do. That's, that's a good one. And I just like the concept of contributing something, you know, like whether yeah. you're a new person on the trip or you're the, the trip planner or somebody in the middle, do something, contribute something to the group. It doesn't have to be by bringing something. It could be part of the planning process. I'll take care of the rental car. If you're going someplace, but just be a contributor. Yeah. And I think that's a critical part. And um, anyway, that's a, that's a good one for sure. Okay. So, um, so I'm through my list. You had a few extra. Any, any you want to quickly touch upon before we, we jump into the next part? Well, uh, one thing that I, I usually advise for, for new hikers is um, there's always that hurdle of, uh, I, I want to get into this, but I don't, I don't know everything. What should I be buying or not? Rely on people that have done this before and, and, don't be afraid to borrow gear. You know, I, mm. I loan gear out all the time for new hikers and backpackers because I just want to get them involved. And I don't want that to be the hurdle, you know, Hey, I don't want to spend a couple hundred bucks just to go do a backpacking trip. Don't worry about it. Right. I got a pack. I got a sleeping bag. I got a tent. I got everything that you'll need short of your clothes. Like you mm. pick your clothes. I'll help you with almost everything else that's, that's needed. So okay. I think that that's a great, 
thing for newer hikers to consider is if, if they have somebody that's a little more experienced, don't be afraid to say, Hey, you know, do you have a tent mm -hmm. that I either should be buying or can I borrow one? Do right. you have something that I can, I can get by with just for this one trip? See if I even like it. And I think that's kind of pro tip for trip planners is to keep some of your older gears so as you're upgrading. It's easy just to get rid of the older stuff, but that's the stuff you want to lend out. You don't want to lend out your good stuff. You don't want that the older yeah. stuff. Another thing too is, is if you have a gear list and you're kind of, you know, you got like the master gear list is make a note of what you're lending out. So at the end of the trip, you can kind of refer back to that and get it back. I've, I've got a family that like, for whatever reason, when I lend them stuff, I know it's, it's going to come back, but it's going to take some time. And so like this recent trip in Lost Creek, I got, I got foiled again. They showed up to my house ahead of time. They're like, we need a backpack. We need a tent. And I was like, all right, here you go. They're, they're not my go-to backpack or my go-to tent, but I gave it to them. They go, they, um, they find another family who has better gear that, this, that they're oh. willing to lend them. So they don't use my backpack or tent. They show up to the trailhead. They don't have my backpack or my tent. Now I've got they sold it on they eBay. Probably sold it. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually like an old go light backpack, but <laughs> I use it for like rando stuff. And so I was actually going to use it today to carry around some camera gear for some filming I was doing. And I didn't have it. And I was like, dang it. They have my stuff still. And so I don't know. I don't know if I just need to like draw a hard line in the sand. Like you can't borrow from me. Well, the first time, you know, you give them a pass, right? If it becomes yeah. something again that they borrow and you have the same issue, then, you know, they get on the naughty list. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'll tell them is like, unfortunately I can't lend any out this time. You <laughs> are on the naughty list. So I've, I've phrased it with them. I tried not to lend them anything this time, but I was like, it's hard to just like, I don't know. I, I said, I'll share gear. You want to share the stove? I'll carry it. You want to share the water filter? I'll carry it. But I don't want to give you anything but what they asked for. I didn't really want to carry the tent. So anyway, um, okay. So Lost Creek Wilderness, for those that don't know, in Colorado, like you think of Rocky Mountains, you think of like Rocky Mountain National Park, you think of maybe some other national parks that are here in Colorado. But if you yeah. do like a Google search and say like best backpacking loops in Colorado, number one is typically Maroon Bells, which is out of Aspen, which is an epic mm. backpacking trip. Love that. Have you, have you done that already? Yeah, that was that was the first trip to Colorado was doing the oh, four okay. pass loop. Yeah, so, hard, hard to beat that. Yeah, spectacular. Number two or three is typically going to be Lost Creek Wilderness, which is not as like, you know, well known outside of Colorado, but it's just got a network of trails and yeah. there's, it's just a cool place to go backpacking. And the, and really what it boils down to is that there's a lot of um, backpacking in Colorado that just does, doesn't have loops. Yeah. So specifically Rocky Mountain National Park is terrible with their, with their trail networks. They have one loop in the entire park. Um, so anyway, that's, so, so if you're considering going, that might be a spot to go to. Yeah. All right. Did you try anything new out? Any new foods or snacks or gear? Do you have any gear fails? Any anything from the trail you can share with us? Well, let's see. The, the food we were we were pretty lucky um, that a lot of the food really seemed to work out um, for our group. And it's always tough. You, you, you know, I do groups. I rarely do groups fifteen people large. I mean, that oh, was yeah. a lot of people to just logistically figure out quantities. How much do we need? So wait, we have, wait, wait, wait. are you shopping for everybody? Well, we broke it up into meals. So for example, okay. like I had one meal where I did, uh, bean and cheese and rice burritos. Okay. So my job was to buy all the stuff, dehydrate oh it and oh bring it. Gosh. And somebody else had a completely different thing. So the okay. two meals that I did, I did that and uh, I would have no idea how much like 15 oh, people yeah. like well and you, there's like 15 year old boys like, yeah is that 30 uh, tortillas or how I many, just how have to about? imagine they eat twice as much as I do right and then we have to go and then we had to do um, 
a food shakedown um, okay. before we actually went on on trail and we actually counted everything. And we said, how many of this do you think you'll eat? How many of this do you think you'll eat? And we did kind of pare some of that uh, down so that we were closer, but we were okay with having a little extra. Right. Um, but we were really worried with being too short. So okay. we do the calculations and then figure out, okay, it's probably just slightly more. We'll have it. And it worked out pretty well. So we came okay. out to almost nothing, which never happens. Uh, how many right, times you get off right. trail and you're like, oh, I got nothing. Yeah. Um, we had a couple boys that had still like a big old Ziploc bag of like snacks because okay. everybody did their own personal snacks. Okay. So we would just do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you want snacks, bring your own. This is how much space you have because they all have to fit into ursacs or bear canisters or whatever. Oh, you brought the ursacs and the bear canisters. Yes. Okay. We, we brought both and everything had to fit in there. So whether it was your toothbrush and toothpaste or. You, so you didn't want to just shove the food in the vestibule. Um, we, we don't encourage <laughs> that typically. <laughs> Um, one, one of the fails on the trip was actually finding a couple boys that were eating snacks in their tent. It's not a fail. It's not a fail in Lost Creek. So I'll just share with you. I I've done so much backpacking there. It's just, it's like my local spot. Never have I seen a bear and I've never much less had a bear come into camp or I've never, I've never even heard of anybody having a bear encounter, much less a bear taking food. There's definitely hot spots in the Rockies, in the Sierras, across the nation, where it's like, you need to have these things, but Lost Creek is not one of them. The closest thing we got to that was, uh, we were um, we passed a, a couple dudes on the trail, going like they were going the opposite direction. We were going to the place they had just camped, and the, one of the guys had, he was wearing a shirt that had holes all over it. Okay. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if it was like style. So, you know, I, I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'm like, uh, what's going on with your shirt there? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I like let my shirt out. Like I, I hung it out to dry. And at the campsite, like a bunch of chipmunks yeah. got at it and they wanted the uh, salt. Yeah. And so they like ate the holes through it. And he's like, so now I'm just wearing this. Like he's like a proud, proud <laughs> owner of the shirt. And I'm like, oh, well, which campsite? And he's like, oh, it's, it's such and such junction. I was like, oh, that's where we're staying. And then, and we didn't leave our shirts out. We just kind of kept things in the vestibule. No issues. Now you don't do trekking poles, do you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tip on backpacking trips. I'm typically no, but I'm a sometimes yes. Why? Have you ever seen chipmunks get into, they'll oh, eat the cork. I've heard right off your trekking yeah. poles. I've had a couple of friends that have had that happen okay. to them at the campsites where they're not using them for right. the tents. They just go lay them out by the cooking area or something like that. And they come back the next morning and they're just the handles. Yeah. Are that doesn't surprise me. So. Honestly, the only, like I didn't even realize that was a thing until it was like right before we started our podcast, we were backpacking in Glacier National Park and we were awoken by having our backpacks like drug out of the vestibule and we're like, what is happening? This is freaking us wow. out. And it was deer that wanted to chew on the straps. And I was like, oh, I, and so we had to like shoo away the deer all night long. And that was, that was new for me. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't know that was a thing. Out of the vestibule. Yeah. It was, wow, it that's crazy. Out. Like what's, what's going yeah. animal? Like typically <laughs> when you're in your tent, you're not getting like an animal getting in there. Like it may be a critter, but yeah. not like a big thing. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, that would freak yeah. me out too. Okay. So you had a, a lot, a lot of food. Was there any, I mean, like, yeah. come on, you're a content provider. Was there any like new gear you're trying out or is there anything break on you? Do you have any gear drama going on here? Um, I, I always wish that I have a little bit more gear drama than I do. Um, <laughs> okay. but yeah, I was trying out a few, di few different things. You know, I, I brought three water filters, you know, okay. hoping one of them would fail or something would go wrong. They all worked. Okay. 
you know, so I've got the, the quick draw from platypus and I've got the Sawyer mm. squeeze and I've got the be free and they're all pretty new and uh, they all just worked. So that was kind of, <laughs> you know, um, I'm, I'm okay. using the new Nikkor, um, NU 25 headlamp. Oh, I almost bought that. I was so which close to pulling the trigger. I, I still don't think I like, um, okay. I, I, Wait, is that the one with this, with the, like the thin cords instead of the strap? It, yeah, but it's their version of the thin cords. Like, okay, so I bought the old generation, which yeah. everybody kind of liked. It was like the, it, you can buy the one with the strap or you can go to lightsmith.com, I think it was, and you could buy the like the super light bungee cord and, and that's mm. your head strap. I actually like that one. Um, I always said, oh gosh, I wish this thing had like a USB-C plug. Right. And maybe it was a little bit brighter. So the new one comes out and it's got both of those. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, slam dunk, let's do it. And I, I just kind of have a little bit of buyer's remorse that it's fine. It right. works. I, I just don't love it. And I think mm-hmm. it's some of the build quality. It just feels cheaper. Um, right. And it's not comfortable to wear compared to, so I mean, from a gear feel from that standpoint, yeah, I've now worn it five or six trips and I I just don't love it. I'll I'll probably keep bringing it because I don't want to bring extra cables. And, uh, once I, everything's on the USB C. So I've got the, you know, the Garmin in reach mini two. I've Mm -hmm. got my phone. I've got the headlamp. They're all on the same plug. So I have one tiny little cable one battery bank and, and it's a tiny battery bank. And okay. I think I was the only one out there that had a battery bank. I've, I've heard your what? conversations were like, you could have like 12 in a group of 12, but no, that, that's a, that's typically a problem where I'm like, Hey, right. Like I won't, sometimes I won't bring mine on purpose. Cause I know there's enough juice out there for me. Yeah. To I was the only, I was the only one out there that did. Everybody yeah. brought their phone for pictures, but they mm-hmm. would just put it in airplane mode. And I think we had one guy where his died. Okay. Um, and he didn't have, I think he needed a lightning cable and I didn't have one. So, um, but it was the last day he made it to the end, but nobody else brought a battery bank. I was the only one and all my stuff was charged, but I still walked off trail and had extra juice. So I don't think we needed another battery bank for the group. So one 10,000 milliamp, you know, was enough. So 10,000. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Here's a scenario that I'm dealing with right Uh now. So I've got, so is this a math question? Is this math? It could be. Okay. It could not like mild, <laughs> mild math. Cause it sounds like you already know, like the 10,000 milliamp, yeah. like that's a, that's a pretty significant, yeah. um, like that's like a four charges on the phone kind of thing at yeah. least. So I've got a buddy who is going on our next trip. We're going to be going up to the Banff area here at the end of this month. Beautiful. And, um, so we're talking about kind of t- talking through your, he's like, I'm bringing a 40,000. Wow. 40. I know. That's what I said. I said, 40, wow, 000? that's a lot. Yeah. I, I didn't brought, even know they made them that big. I know. I, mean, I, I know, know. The, like the chargers with the handle where it's right, like, uh, right. it's like you can right. charge your, your run your RV off of this for four yeah. hours or. Right. And so I said, what are you using this for? And I think it's, if I remember correctly, I could be messing the story, but I think it's just to charge his phone. I was like, okay, well, you know what? Like this could be a really good contribution that you have to the group because like, Hey, you're going to have a lot of extra battery power. And so I said, do you mind if I just not bring my battery? Can I just use yours to charge? Cause I brought a 20,000 before and I charged multiple people's stuff and we still didn't go through all the battery. So 40,000 is like yeah. way overkill. It's like twice. Right. So he's, so he said, um, he said, yeah, like, of course, like, 
As long as I don't need it. Juice, do you actually need Entrell? <laughs> I know. That's what I said. I'm like, what what are you like you're Does not he have gonna like need a lightsaber it. So, or something? But he but he said it in such a way where he was like he's like like obviously my my stuff comes yeah. first, which makes sense. He's bringing his own stuff. And so um so anyway, I, it made me like feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, I don't want to take away your battery power, even though I know you're going to probably just use like five of the 40,000. So now I don't know if I should like borrow from him. Like, what do you do? You probably ask like, all right, what all do you bring? Maybe the guy's like full on photographer and he's bringing like, you know, the steady cam. No, he's not doing all, all of that this stuff. stuff. I know he's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, then I have Andy, no are you bringing? Okay, with this scenario, Andy, are you bringing your own battery or not? Are you gonna? Are you like he? Like you're a little uncomfortable because he he threw that comment there. Are you bringing yeah. a battery? I see. It depends on the group. I would probably, if I know the group and I know the guys that are going, and we pool together and work well, I might bring my own just because I don't want to deal with that. Okay, um, because you don't want to get on on trail and then. Like the guy's giving me the eye roll, you know, <laughs> Hey, uh, you know, my, my Garmin watch needs a little yeah. bit of juice. No, sorry. Yeah. My, my 40,000 isn't gonna, he's going to listen to this by the way. So, so, so maybe this is like a passive aggressive way of like solving the problem. Well, maybe we should, uh, yeah, that, that'll work. Uh, we'll just use a different name. We'll call him, you know, Barry. We'll call him Tupperware Mike. Cause that's what his name is. So <laughs> Tupperware Mike. <laughs> I want to, I want to yeah. share real quick some of my gear fails. Cause I had a bunch on, on my trip and you can tell me, um, if, if you ever had a trip like this, because like, I was surprised by how many things failed and it was definitely some user error involved, but we had everything from like, I must've sat too close to the campfire. I got a pop. It lands on my waterproof pants. It creates a hole in them. Yeah. Uh, we had some rain. I know you probably had some rain. Yep. My waterproof jacket that I just bought last year must need some like Nick wax treatment or something. It's like suddenly not waterproof anymore. Like oh. in less than a year, less than a year, black diamond jacket, um, my stove, my jet boil stove had the third thing go wrong with it where it, like the piezo stopped working a while ago, the plastic housing cracked. Now the little like wire spinny thing to turn the fuel on, like that broke off. So I had to like jury rig it to get it to work. I actually reached out to Jack Boyle and I asked him like, Hey, is this, did I get a lemon or is this a common problem? And, I, and he's like, basically like, I think you got a lemon and they actually ended up sending me, sending me one to replace it. So kudos to them on that. What's the normal warranty on theirs? I don't know. I'm well past it. They were just being nice. Okay. Yeah. And I'm really good over the years about not having my sleeping pad deflate, but I'll say like the only time I've ever had it deflate in the night is when I'm sharing a tent with a uh -oh. kid. Um, and then like our dog got in the tent for a little while. And so it had to be, I got the, I had the tensor, the Nemo tensor. And uh, so I had yeah. night, yeah. night two flat sleeping yeah. pad. So, uh, <laughs> So the rain pants, I thought you were going to say with that, that it was your puffy because that's like the most common thing, isn't it? Sitting around the fire and you get holes in your right. puffy. Uh, I, I've got like three patches in mine from sitting too close and going out West where you get a lot more pine, you get a lot more sparks. Um, we're out East. We don't get quite as much of that with the hardwood stuff. So, but still you get caught sitting a little close to the fire or, and you get one of those embers that kicks off and we had, and I don't, I don't even yeah. know if it was that I'll be honest. Like we had an issue cause we had younger kids too. So we had an issue where like, I'm telling the other kids to stop doing some things and I'm, I'm sometimes <laughs> getting supported, I guess. So for, so pulling sticks out of the fire and that's exactly, yeah, what, I'm talking about. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. So as when I looked down, I saw the hole hovering above me was one of the kids with a oh. it wasn't like a flaming stick yeah. but it was definitely like a stick he just pulled out of yeah. the fire 
that's the coolest thing in the world for it them. It is cool. Yeah. Them. Yeah. <laughs> not for not for you with the hole in your rain pants. But I, know. I didn't they know think for it's the sure. best thing. I don't know what it is. It's like uh your gravitational pull towards sticks in the fire and then we're gonna run right. around and then the coup de gras is when they start having sword fights. Yes. You ever had yeah. that? Yeah. That's that's like the next level where it's like, do you not see where this could go wrong? No, they don't. Speaking of kids, speaking of Boy Scouts, I got a uh, Boy Scout trivia coming up for you right after this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are you looking to be less sore, a stronger climber, or simply faster on the trail? Then check out the Training for Trekking podcast. These bite-sized episodes are full of excellent information that can improve your trail performance. He's specially trained in sports science and strength and conditioning to get your body in the right shape and prepared for adventure. Check out the Training for Trekking podcast wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so Boy Scout Trivia is bought, brought to you by Vagluce Gear. Do you have a sweat problem? We were just talking about that earlier this episode. When your clothes get wet, your core temperature can dramatically fluctuate. This can cause hypothermia, heat exhaustion, dehydration, and, of course, embarrassment. Vagluce's ultralight ventilation backpack frame solves this problem. Install on your favorite patch to create a ventilating airflow gap. Check out this ultralight game changer at VaclusGear.com and use blisters for five bucks off. Use code blisters, I should say. So, um, all right. So I got Boy Scout trivia. I've got three questions for you. In order for you to pass, you got to get two questions correct. Two out of three. All right. I got to have like some sort of punishment if you don't pass. So (laughs) how about this? This this is easy. Maybe a little awkward, but but how about like a future episode that we put out a future podcast episode that you're not on. So not this one. Um, You've got to just share with your followers like, Hey, you should check like this this is some good content here. Check out this episode about whatever nonsense we got. So about me failing the quiz. Well, they can listen to this one. I got, I have to promote promote a future episode that you're not even on that. You're not even on. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Now if you pass, I don't know if you've been thinking about this. Uh, Is there anything you want me to do as some sort of a punishment? All right. Well, there's two. One, and I'll let you pick. Um, one is if I win, I come back at some point in time, and we do this again in the next couple of years. Oh, fair. Okay. So, so you're having I, a good time, is what you're saying? I'm having okay. a good time. That's right. fun. Um, two is we get together at some point in time in the next few years, and we actually go backpacking right. together. So that's not a punishment. Those. those aren't punishments. I'll agree to both those, man. Like I'll I'll throw invites out. You, you're right. a fun guy. Like I'd love to hang out with you. So all right. To, to be honest, like it's kind of a running running thing on our show where I do invite folks that have come onto our show more as guests, not so much the guest hosts. And they're usually like, oh, yeah. And then and then we actually throw out like official invites and then we get the non-response. So it, well, Right, yeah. right. Who are, who are you talking to? I, I remember listening to one of those podcasts where it was like crickets or something <laughs> like that. You're like emailing, texting, yeah. and all of a sudden you got ghosted. Yeah, yeah well. Um, all right, let's get to trivia. No, all right, all so, right, so I it. like this. We got, we got things on the line, sort of. All right, so yeah. uh, number one, here we go. Girl Scouts are known for Uh-oh. selling the most expensive cookies in the U.S., maybe the world. Boy Scouts, what are they known for selling? Popcorn. Popcorn, that is correct. Yeah, not as popular as the Girl Scout cookies. No. But um, are you guys doing the same thing? Like they're like, So Girl Scout cookies are like, let's make our boxes smaller each year <laughs> and double the price. Like are you guys doing that with popcorn? Uh, we, we were the originators of that. So okay. we, we'll smell, <laughs> sell a tiny you know, bag of chocolate covered popcorn. And like it'll five be like, pieces. It'll be like 50 bucks. Yeah. Probably. Oh my gosh. I, I actually stopped buying Girl Scout cookies. I was like, you guys, like I'm already getting price gouged like five years ago. Like I can't do 10 cookies for 60 bucks. I just can't do it. So inflation. 
inflation. It's more, yeah, I think yeah. it's more than that. So, um, all right, number two, which of the following is not a real merit badge? Ooh. All right, so I came up with There's some- There's a obs- lot of them. There's a lot of them. I know, and I, f- I found some obscure ones. So I got yeah. four options, but one of them I just made up. So that one of them is wrong. <laughs> okay. okay, so it's A, stamp collecting, B, inventing, C, bugling, like playing the bugle, like that musical instrument. Mm. D, Lego architecture. I would guess, because I'm not positive on this, those are those are pretty obscure, the last one. Lego architecture? That is correct. You've already passed trivia. You're already two for two. I just made that up. Playing with Legos, not a, not a merit badge as far as I know. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. See ya. Okay. All right. Then this one should be like, this is, this is for, for hitting the home run. <laughs> Which Pixar movie has a major character based on the Boy Scouts? Um, up. Up. Okay. Yeah. Why did I do Boy Scout trivia? You already you know uh, your stuff. Gosh. You could have done Girl Scout trivia. I, w- I would have probably not. All I know that. is Cookies of Girl Scouts because my daughter didn't do Girl Scouts. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So, I, I agree to well, I'll at least invite you on multiple trips coming up in the future. And then, yeah, periodically I'm going to eat guest hosts, especially during our summer season. So um, you're on the list, man. You're officially on the list. So appreciate that. Well, I'm, I'm just happy to be considered for that list. I did listen to the last podcast where you went through with Derek. You know, oh, he'll be stepping away for a little bit. We're going to have right. some people on. Not because we want to, but because we have to. <laughs> so I was like, well, I think I'm the next one on. So, wow, that's a glowing review. So I appreciated that. The other one that's that funny. I really liked is in that episode, you said, you know, we wanted to have Les Stroud. Uh, he was busy. We wanted to have Bear Grylls, but he was busy. And I'm next. So, like, <laughs> the flip side is I know where you rank things. It's it's exactly. Les Stroud. It's Bear Grylls. And Correct. Correct. That's hilarious. Um yeah, no, we, do, I, we don't want a guest host. I'll be honest. Guest hosts are fun for me, but like we get feedback. Have Andy on as a guest, but let's have Derek on too. Like they, they miss Derek. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a one of the kind. Well, how do you replace Derek? He's, you know, he's the one that makes the show. He is. I mean, he, let's he does serious. everything. He does all yeah. the, all the work behind the scenes. Like it just doesn't run without him. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and everything that he says is right on, <laughs> right. you know, when he cracks you on stuff, yeah. I'm all, I'm in his girl in his, in his corner. So no, it's good to have yeah. guest hosts on. It's good to um, connect for sure. Like, uh, yeah. So we would have like, we just had you on as a guest, but um, either way, you're on the guest host list. Uh, I got tidbits coming up. I got one tidbit. What do you have coming out? What's coming up on your channel, on your podcast? Like what, what do we have to look forward to and where can we find you? Uh, Andy Parrish outdoors on YouTube. You can also find me on Instagram uh, as well. Facebook, Andy Parrish outdoors. I do have a little group, the, uh, you know, we do a little shenanigans talk. We talk about trip planning. Just have a good time with mm-hmm. with everything outdoors. Um, videos coming up on the channel will be a couple of these trips. I've got actually got two Colorado trips, um, my last fall and the one that I just completed that I'll be working on next. So we just okay. finished putting out um, Great Smoky Mountains that I got to do with uh, Crow Flies Hiking, with uh, Metro on the Move and Southern Hike, meeting a couple guys and, and okay. doing some. I uh, got my trail name on that uh, loop, so that that one's kind of interesting. But the third, wait, 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 Andy Parish Outdoors not is not my name. trail name. No, no, okay. I didn't have one. What's your, what's your trail name? It, it's Crown. So Crown. Yeah, uh, day one never met these guys in person. Uh, we got to camp, um, getting my hammock set up, uh, grab some snacks, take a bite. Something falls out of my mouth. I don't know what it is. 
it was one of my front teeth, which was a crown from almost 20 years ago, and it just shattered on trail. So in that video, all three parts is me walking around just talking and I just, you know, uh, have a shell of a crown left on my mouth the entire trip. So talk about embarrassing first okay. day on trail. <laughs> what could go wrong? Uh, it's a funny okay. story now. So I was going to guess dental work yeah. or something related to like the granite gear, gear you know, crown yeah. to your backpack. So, so that's, okay. That's a yeah. funny one. I like that one. That's a good one. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll put the links in our show description, both on YouTube and on the audio app. So you can click on that, check out Andy Parrish outdoors. Andy, it's been a pleasure. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for filling in for Derek. And, um, I had a lot of fun. So thank you. Thanks, Carl.